This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Fitzmar, podcast number 41, recorded January 13th, 2013. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Hopefully, everyone's having a good uh, January so far. Absolutely. Uh, it's nice and cool down here now. So. I don't know about nice, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, my wife would be the same way. Anything under 70, too cold. Oh, I so. can handle 50, but right. I mean, when it gets below 40, it just, it's BS, you yeah. know? 32 in the morning as you're getting up, you're like, oh, I don't like this. I want to go so. run in the morning. I want to go ride, more importantly, and it's right. it's 32. It sucks. I can do it, yes, but will I? I don't know. We'll Probably see. Probably not <laughs> that much. Yeah, 32 with, uh, uh, what was it, 20 mile an hour wind, yeah, so wind it brings it down no. to like 10, and Lame. then you're riding, you're like, that's more, you're like, no, I'll just, I'll, I'll hit the trainer. <laughs> it's a little bit warmer, and it's nicer. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, um... We had a couple of things that we wanted to talk about this week that I think will be a lot of fun. Um, the first one is that I picked up the uh, the Wything scale. Yep, well, I saw that, and it's it's a really cool piece of gear. I got this for my birthday, um, but uh, if I had realized how cool it was, I might have bought one a long time <laughs> got back. It sooner, yeah. you'd been like, mm, I want this quicker. For for uh, anyone who's not familiar, the uh, Wythings uh, company. In fact, the name is kind of cool. If you think about it, it's like Y things. Right, right. You know? yeah, yeah, cool. It's uh, it's a scale that is Wi-Fi enabled. Right. And you think, oh, that's weird. Why would you need that? <laughs> well, you know, if you're like me, you you get on the scale at the same time every morning. Right. And you record your weight, and then you transfer it into one or more various systems where you store it, right? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you put I put it in my net diary, I put it in Runkeeper, you know. Put it in Body Media, <clears throat> put it on right. Graph. Exactly. Right, you know, all these different places. Uh, it also has a uh, resistance type, uh, um, electrical type, uh, body, body fat, fat measure. Yeah. Right. And uh, it instead, this is, what this thing does is it hooks to their cloud service. Right. You stand on the scale, and, and this is really straightforward. Once you get it all set up, you stand on it. Uh, it goes around for a few seconds like a scale normally does. Then it runs a little bar across it in about three seconds and tells right. you your uh, your weight, your right. body fat percentage, right. your BMI, mm-hmm. and then shuts off. And right. when it's done, it has uploaded all of that to their cloud service. Just like that. So yeah. you're done. Yeah. You to- and uh, you can use a, a little app on your uh, Android or iPhone and you can see your weight, right? you and your body fat and, and your BMI. But you can also, they've done a really good job of implementing the various APIs for most of the health tracking services that you use. Which is great. So Body Media, MyNet Diary, RunKeeper, all available. You hook it up and it pushes at minimum the weight. Right. And often the weight and body fat to these other services. It pushes only the weight to... uh, to my, my net, net diary, diary because they're just for some reason they cannot get their API stuff together or won't. Right. Um, it pushes just weight to body media because body media for whatever reason has not figured out that they need to track body fat instead of waist circumference. Which they've received an email from me about that yeah. already. <laughs> and uh, I, I should send one. Yep. I'll get on that. Uh, it puts both into RunKeeper. Right. Uh, it stores both in their their service, which is actually pretty valuable in and of itself. It makes some really nice graphs that show 
a uh, a well calculated kind of uh, curve with right. it, um, which is very, uh, I think, a very good algorithm. Right. So you can see a line from it, not just a line, but a moving line that is based on a kind of a, a smoothing calculation. Sure. Uh, and the other thing that is is really kind of fun about this is that the uh, the body fat measurement seems to be pretty shockingly accurate. Definitely. Yeah, I've I, seen, we were blown away, you know? Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of the um, the resistance and bioimpedance ones that are not necessarily as accurate. You're looking at a good sometimes 2 or even 3% difference over oh, what you would like 10 do, for me. Know, with a with a pinch. Uh-huh. Um, and I think what was it uh, half a percent? Yeah. Different if if that. Yeah, what, and what over, we did with the pinch test today. And, and a lot more stable as well. Like I'm used to seeing a a, a 2 to 4% variance with sure. a, a handheld one. Yeah, it jumps up, jumps down. Oh yeah. yeah, you can get a line out of it, but it it goes all over the place around right, it. Right, right. This one looks almost like weight. It does. On a daily basis. Yeah, cuz we were we were looking at the graph and it it had the the adjustments and within Really, less than a percent was right. what it was fluctuating, which is about right, and and that can happen easily within a percent. You know, even with a pinch test, you know, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. see that oh, little yeah. bit of movement based on your hydration. And, and not to mention, it uh, this morning it pulled fourteen point two. You put caliper on me right. a couple hours later At and got fourteen point four. Right, and you're like, man, That's, I've never even yeah. <laughs> seen it even remotely that close. Yeah, you know? never never had it that that well. And that point too is. Could very much be based on what you ate and oh, yeah. the, the water you drank in between. And I did. You know, so, so. Which is really nice to see, you know. And again, even if it is, you know, because we've talked about that with data, data gathering uh, before. If, if, it's, if it's always 3% higher, we can, you sure, can use yeah. that. But it, it, there's always that nice, warm, fuzzy that it's feeling that's so close. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really cool. It is. And what I like is, you know, as we were talking about it, is that, you know, just with the Wi-Fi, it just pops it up, goes to the cloud, and it's there. Yeah, you, you know? it, it really is good, especially if you wait first thing in the morning, which is always the easiest, yep. you know? I mean, you just get up, go in, click, yeah. and do it. Bam, done. Except here, now you just kind of stupidly stumble in, stand on this thing for a minute, register that it's telling you some information, get off it, forget about it. And then when right. you wake up two hours later, <laughs> you go look and see what it was. Right. You After know? you've had your coffee or tea or like, oatmeal or oh, dinner, yeah, what run. was that this morning? <laughs> what, did I, what did I do? You don't have to remember to write it down or it's think awesome. of it. Um, and the other thing is, too, is I like the fact that they did it uh, through Wi-Fi instead of Bluetooth. No, um, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, the range with Bluetooth, the, you know, the connectability, the, you know, um, fine for headsets and small stuff. But when you start getting that distance in there, it, it throws it off. And Well, and there had been a couple of apps that allowed you before this that allowed you to, for example, uh, there was an Amp Plus version that would kind of uh, allow you to grab it with the watch or and then transfer it to the computer. Or some allowed you were Bluetooth-based. And when right. you, you'd have your phone, it would pair with your phone and it would transfer it to the phone. Of course, you had to have the phone with you when you weighed. Exactly. Which you don't. We, no. Um, I don't when I stumble out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, in your underwear and stand on the... You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're like, where's my phone? You don't know. Yeah, no, uh-uh. that's not going to happen. So, uh, really good idea. Configuration was very simple. Right. I, I was I was truly surprised about that. It runs on four AAAs, which I mean, no biggie. Yeah, you, like you said, it's on for what a minute at most, maybe a day. thirty seconds yeah. a day. So absolutely, if two people are using it two minutes a day, those, yeah. those batteries will last a while. A while, and uh, so you open it up, and when you first get it, uh, there's a USB port in the battery casing area, you okay. know, underneath the cover. Right. So you it there's a 
pretty picture that shows you how to plug it in. Right. And you plug it into the computer. Uh, I was on a Mac, so you grab a, uh, you know, a, a disk image file of the installer and just run it from there since you're never going to run it again. Sure. And uh, it, it finds it. It uses your computer to find the networks available. Very you nice. tell it the password, pick a network and tell it the password. It sends all that information to it. Right. You sign up for your account and bind your account to it and it transfers that right into the scale. Perfect. And you're done. It's just uh it's good to go and uh it does its thing. I I like it. It was easy. I like the fact that it it makes it, you know, it's not only simple to set up but then it becomes very simple to use. And, oh, yeah. You know, and it's like stupid simple to get your capture. That's and I, I got pretty good about weight, but I was really lazy about body fat. You oh, know, sure. I just because it took with the handheld one, it would take three or four tries. It took a couple minutes to do. And that's a long right. time in the morning when you're ready to get moving. It is, you know, so. and and if you're if you're like me and you're a little bit stupid when you first get out of bed oh, yeah. and thinking, you, you know, know, I'm like, da, 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 da. oh, yeah, wait, no male not female okay oh wait you know things i know about myself but in the morning i'm not thinking about and yeah, walk up step on the scale it does every it does all the, the work for me it's leave. awesome like you say and after i wake up an hour or two later i can come back and look at it if i want and i i think we've talked about this a lot uh it seems like the best way to weigh is is often yes and and to record it so that you can see that movement and filter it out and this is a really encouraging way to do it. Like it's it's painless. It's so easy to do. You're very likely to do right. it. Well, and the other thing is too is if you have a little bit of an aversion to the data, the nice thing is is you yeah, can you don't even have to really look you don't at even it. have to look at it. You can step on it, let it record, and then you can look at you can look at it every two weeks, every month, whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. But it's all take recorded. it into your trainer, whatever it turns out. Yeah. Are. Whatever whatever works, and so. It, it's kind of it's a nice way to do it if you don't want to know you don't have to just step on That's it true. and don't look and but the data is there and so it'll 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 give you that and then you can go back and go okay i see the trend and it's going the way i want it to and you can look that okay this is about the right speed it can get rid of that uh that that aversion to having that data and then you start you know being like us and wanting more <laughs> it's like yeah, more, more I, give me more it's about 160 bucks you can get it on amazon uh, or a number of other places, but uh, I th- I think if you uh, you know if you can do it, it's a really awesome way to make that tracking just stupidly simple. Right. And uh, I I'm really impressed with the data portability. They have a little. Uh, they have two apps for the iPhone, and uh, I I I think only one for the Android and the iPad. Okay. But uh, they have two iPhone apps. One is just a basic one that shows you weight and body fat, kind of like the website does. Okay. The other one is the little one that I, I showed you before the podcast. Little butterfly one? Yeah, because okay. their, their logo is a butterfly. And so there's this butterfly that has its four wings, and one's red and yellow and blue, blue and green. green. Right. And each one represents a specific type of data. Like, if I remember correctly, uh, yellow represents workouts, red is weight, uh, blue is sleep, sleep. and uh, green is, is heart. Heart rate, right? Uh, no, just heart. They they do no. uh, they do blood pressure. Oh, okay. Uh, they they things also makes a blood pressure uh, oh, okay. unit that works very much in the same, in the way. same way. Yeah, right. as the. But uh, I don't have one of those. 
but it the little wings get bigger or smaller based on whether you're screwing up or doing right, well, right. and and the little butterfly tells you things like it kind of goes along with you and says things <laughs> like uh, we're doing really well or, yeah I like that it was like we are <laughs> so you're you've got a partner in this we should really try to sleep more you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I saw that one in yours we you exercised 1300 minutes in the last seven days right we can be proud of ourselves you know it's, <laughs> it's it was like, kind yeah. of fun yeah nice little pat on the back I, I thought I was going to hate it I don't I love it it's actually right. really fun to play with and it shows the graphs as well with the smoothing line and you can overlay things like normal weight uh for sure. normal bmi range so you can right. see the zone if you're if you're in a loss you can kind of see uh where you're headed right and uh and that's really cool yeah it it, it really seemed you know and it was a very smooth app on the phone you know like shifting through it and going through it seemed like a really nice easy, pretty intuitive easy to follow, yeah. pretty intuitive so which is always nice yeah, I'm I'm a fan, uh, and and uh, if you're like a Runkeeper person, this will now handle your way with Runkeeper, and you don't have to either forget or. Uh, right. And and one advantage that I didn't realize until down the road a little bit, it it does pull body fat into uh, Runkeeper as well. You know, Runkeeper, if you pay for the Elite service, which right. I did a while back, not because I need it, but because I just you like the app. I use the crap out of it, and I'm sure. like, I mean, they deserve it. Sure. And and I can't remember. It's like nothing, though. It's a few bucks a year. But if you have that, uh, they have some advanced reports which allow you to overlay a, a, a line graph and a bar graph. Right. And, for example, it's fun to do things like uh, uh, put that – uh, that body fat on the line graph where you have your bar graph be, you know, duration of exercise activities or things like that. Yeah. That, uh, and it's, it's really it's useful, really easy, easy to use too. Cause it, like you say, you've got the bar graph on one of the line graph so you can see how they're moving together or, or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's really, it's, it's surprisingly useful. So, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. It sounds like it. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, and uh, seriously considering one for myself. Because again, you know, I'm 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 still I'm tracking all that and doing it in the morning and having to type it in. I'm like, You're you know, like, if oh, I don't crap. have to type it down anymore, I'll be much happier. Like, it's with worth it. 160 bucks. Yeah, exactly. How many times do I do this? Uh, 365 days, days a year. year. Yep. I'm okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. So, well, I know we had a question on Twitter as well um asking about talking about the finer points of lifting for strength or oh, right, lifting yeah. for size um one of the biggest things to to ask yourself when you're lifting for strength is what kind of strength are you looking for uh are you looking for endurance strength are you looking for power strength um or are you looking for just pure strength like a you know just lifting being able to lift heavier get stronger because each of those have a different uh, uh, different type of uh, lifting procedure that you're going to go for. Um, as for lifting for size, again, there's definitely some vari- variability going in there. Probably one of the biggest things to remember when you're lifting for size, strength somewhat too on the going for pure strength, but not as much. But definitely lifting for size is going to be the food aspect that goes with it as well. Because in order to lift for size, you need to make sure you're getting good, good solid hydration but you're also getting enough food to allow the muscles to grow and be able to feed them. Um, with size lifting, hypertrophy, you've definitely got to hit failure. You're typically going to be lifting in an 8-rep to 12-rep range. But again, that means on that 8th to 12-rep, you're failing. You're tearing the muscle down to a point that it actually hits failure. Um, and then giving it enough rest, typically 90 seconds to 2 minutes, a little bit more if you need it, so that you're getting 90, 95% recovery, as much recovery on that muscle fiber as you can, so you can turn around and do it again. 
So when you're lifting for size, you're really trying to get deep, deep muscle tears so that when the muscle rebuilds, you eat and you rehydrate, it can grow. Um, the cells within the muscle are predominantly water, um, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people recommend creatine. The creatine gets into the muscle, holds more water, allows the muscles to expand and allows the cells to expand. The other thing it does is it also gives you more creatine in the muscle. So when you go back to lift again, the creatine phosphate, anodine triphosphate um, complex where it train, changes from creatine to anodine triphosphate gives you that explosive motion to really tear the muscles down. So you then get stronger but are, and are able to lift heavier. Now, when you're going and talking more for strength, that's what I say. We're going to have to look at what type of strength you want to look at. If you're thinking endurance strength, you're going to be lifting for endurance, typically not going to failure, but more towards a fatigue, a fatigue factor being that you're feeling a burning in the muscles. It's getting harder to push, push the weight up, but you can still lift it. Um, going to have you rest less in there, typically more about 90 or I'm sorry, 60 seconds, maybe 45, depending on, on the weight range that you're in and then repeating that. And what should happen is typically that first set is going to feel a little bit lighter. The second, the third, every successive <laughs> set is where it starts to build up because, again, you're only resting a minute. It's endurance, right? Exactly. So you're only giving it 80, maybe 85% recovery, so you jump back into it. So whatever muscle fibers are left have to do that endurance build at that point. Um, power is oftentimes associated more so with sports, uh, plyometrics, uh, medicine ball drills. Um, going a little bit faster, more explosive motion. Um, so, for example, if you were doing uh, squats, you wouldn't necessarily be using, you may or may not be using weight. You may just be doing a low squat to a squat jump and just exploding out of that squat, landing, and then controlling that right back down and then exploding again. Different development, really not going to see size build up from that. But what you will see is increase in speed if you're doing sprinting. Um, quick start, stop. Quick start, stop. You're trying to get that initial explosive motion, that one to, to two and a half seconds of just all the power you can possibly get to get the speed going as fast as possible. So if you're doing, say, playing softball, swinging a bat, you want that explosive motion on the swing. So you're going to start a little bit lighter. You're going to build up and you'll be able to go a little bit heavier weight, which is why a lot of times you see baseball players warming up. They've got the weight on the bat. They're swinging. They're trying to get the muscles to get that power. They go to the lighter bat. They still have that explosiveness, and they can get the bat around quicker, which is what allows them to hit the you know the, the home run, the, the longer ball at that point. Um, and again, that's going to be very quick, very short motions. You can get a lot of cardio out of it, which is good, too, because the heart rate typically goes up with a with a lot of power. Um, you know, whenever we've used the medicine ball, you know, done like standing <laughs> oh, cable yeah. flies and then the chest pass against the wall and, and exploding really a different burn, a different feel. But again, you do hit fatigue um, when the when the muscles go you know, to that point, they're going to they're still going to have that same burn, typically not seeing failure. Now, if you're going for just pure strength, this is one. Hypertrophy, you have to be careful with again because uh, you got to watch where the joints are going to get the strain. Pure strength, heavier, being able to lift heavier, deadlift more, squat more, doing some of what the power lifters do. Um, if you're just going for that type of strength, again, need to be careful with the joints. Make sure you're ready for it. If you don't have the stability in the joints, definitely not something I'm going to recommend. Don't even want to go there. Um, what you're looking at is oftentimes anywhere from as low as one to three reps up to five reps to failure. Wow. 
So, I mean, we're talking very, very heavy um, comparatively. Now, when I say very heavy, heavy for you. Yeah, yeah. If if for one person, you know, on a say on a bench press, um, ninety pounds is heavy, and that's what they can lift to failure at one to five reps. That's heavy for them. That's strength building for them. Now, for someone else, two twenty five might be in that range, three fifteen, whatever range it is. So, don't think you have to be lifting put two twenty five or three fifteen on to get pure strength. We're talking strength for you. As you do this more, you will see more strength um, adding up at that point. With that type of lifting, spotter is very important. Cables are helpful because the weight's no longer over you. Um, Dumbbells, if you have room, because I mean, if you don't have a spotter, dumbbells are good because you can keep them away from you typically. You can control the fall. You can control the fall if it's going to come down. Yeah. One danger of dumbbells, though, is, again, the instability of dumbbell that's be, you know built right into that. They can fall on you just as easily as controlling it away when you're going for that much of, yeah, a, I made of the, strength. I made the mistake of listening to a Kevin Smith podcast one time when I was doing a decline dumbbell chest press. Right. And I had like a 65 pound dumbbell above me and I start right. laughing and that is not a good thing. That's not a good thing. It, you know, we can laugh about it now because you're here and you're yeah, fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not a not a good thing. You'd be amazed. I'm like, I'm going to have to stop laughing or f- control this to the floor. And right. we're going to go for control this to the floor. And you know? boom, we're down. Okay. No, okay. Not landing on me or anybody Turn else. The podcast me. off. Okay. We're going to finish this. Because yeah. <laughs> again, amazingly, if you want to go for the heavier strength type of a, of a lift, you'll be quite surprised how much you need to use your core. Even if you're supported on a decline bench, incline bench, flat bench, you're using your core a lot. Definitely any sort of squat or deadlift compound exercise. But again, if the core is not tight, there's just a natural instability, even laying down how the body's going to move at that point. So again, a lot of the first thing you have to identify strength-wise what type of strength you want. Once you have that identified, that's going to really determine how you're going to lift. Um, but again, typically, both endurance and power, you're not going to failure. You're going to fatigue. For strength, just pure strength, you're going to failure. For hypertrophy, you're going to failure. Attacking it a little bit different because, again, for hypertrophy, you definitely need to really have the uh, um, the food dialed in. You need to tear the muscle slightly differently um, than you will for just pure strength. Because you can see people that are bigger and not as strong. You know, again, just look at a power lifter and look at a bodybuilder. There are some power lifters that can lift two to three times their own body weight above their own head. They're not as big as the the a bodybuilder to the same same size. On the but, other hand, if your if your goal was a certain appearance, correct, there might be, be no more, need to put yourself through that. Right. There may you may not need that. But again, if you feel um, for maybe for your job or physically what you typically like to do, you need that that right. strength. But again, always the the caveat, be cautious um, about how much you're putting above your head, above your body, above your throat without a spotter. If you have a spotter, again, if you're confident in your spotter, (laughs) you can go a little bit heavier, you know, and and we have a number of times pushed you a little bit harder, put a couple extra reps in when I'm spotting you. It is nice. We can we can we can push it because I know how to spot. I know I can tell where your ability is at and we can say we don't want one more. We you know we might have planned to do twelve, but hey, let's stop oh, at eleven, let's, or let's I'm, go to thirteen or fourteen because you can I push a little the, more. Let's go ahead and try it, which yeah. is is and I, after three years, I'm finally realizing that right. you know that the difference is is I'm used to on my own. I 
we're not going to risk another one. Right. Exactly. Whereas when I'm with you, what the hell, you know, I mean, I'll give it a shot. If it right. doesn't work out, we're good. We'll, we'll spot it. You know? We'll put it, we'll put it where it needs to be. We'll make sure it doesn't, doesn't hurt you or anybody else. And, and again, that's where, again, really starting to understand what your limitations are. Again, going back to have data, can, you know, know what you are lifting again, the weight, itself doesn't matter outside of what it means to you in your lift and again that's where it really comes down to if like i say if the bar 45 pounds is is heavy for you on whatever exercise that's your that's your weight that's fine it doesn't matter what anybody else in it the took gym me does. a long time to figure that out that that it didn't matter what weight i was using what was important was that when you and i did the exercise together that when I go to do it on my own, that I simulate that feeling. Correct. So yeah. like if it doesn't feel like I remember that feeling, you put more weight on it, right. you know, or take some off or whatever is needed. Right. And it goes up and down. And it does. And it and it varies based on, you know, what you're eating, if you took any sort of pre-workout or how fatigued you are, what you've done throughout the day. Right. I mean, there, there's a lot of factors that go in, into the uh, um, into the strength factor. And again, that gets back down to as being someone that loves data. Um, the more data I have, the more I'm able to help my clients. The more data you have, the more you're able to help yourself. You know, one thing that we ought to probably address here right at the end of, of this podcast, because I know a lot of people are probably hitting the gym either again or for the first time. Right, right. And it's worth mentioning that if you go back to the first couple of FitSmart podcasts, we have a couple of whole podcasts on this. Yes, we do. And and, and if you were looking for, uh, you know, kind of an introduction into uh, into diet and exercise type right. and the gym and all that, choosing and finding a, a trainer, right. choosing a gym, all that, there are some great dedicated podcasts in the first 10 podcasts. Right. Um, but without going all the way through everything we did then, some quick things that I, I've seen recently in the gym right. that I think it would have helped me a lot to know, uh, you know, the, the times I went to the gym before I met you. Sure. Uh, just handy things, you know. Sounds good. Uh, things like we talked about early on. The peop other people in the gym are not watching you. Right. Or if they are, they don't care. Right. They exactly. don't know you. It's it's not a big deal. If they And if they are, it's really also none of their business. Correct. You know, it's rare, right, I would right. say. Um, you know, you want to dress, I think, for the gym appropriately for what you're doing, Correct. not as much for what other people are doing. Right. You know, and it's tempting to see, well, everybody's wearing this. I should wear it. No, no, no. You wear what works for what you're doing. Something right. that's comfortable, something that isn't going to bind, that isn't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, and, and a, a good recommendation on there, if you have the ability to have wicking fabrics, oh, God, you, yes. will, you, will notice a, you will notice a huge difference. <laughs> it is. Um, it's night and day. And uh, just, I mean, one, I ended up not having, you know, I was out of them. So I threw on one of my my cotton shirts and I was doing a so stair I had a wet towel around Yeah. You. Oh, stair really? master for... I was, you know, I was going to do it for like an hour and I'm going and going and I'm looking down and the shirt's just wet and there's like this one little one inch spot that didn't get soaked. So I'm like, I'm going to go till that's soaked. It took me another like 25 minutes. So I ended up being like an hour and a half in the Stairmaster. But then afterwards, I'm like, it's like I just took a wet towel and drip, you know. So again, it the wicking fabrics to, yeah. really, really do help. They bind less because again, they're they're, they're made move for with what you. you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So and you don't have to spend a fortune. Ninety uh, percent of my workout clothes came from target targets great on a lot of that they do target <laughs> carries the champion brand which right. they make some great wicking fiber uh you know tech shirts essentially right and uh shorts and and uh long you know workout pants and stuff and running right. gear too exactly. actually it's all it, it may not be the best out there but right. it doesn't need to be 
it, you know? it's, it does what it's what it's there for, and, and that makes a huge difference. And we're talking ten or twelve dollars for a shirt, exactly, not, not forty. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, other yeah. way that you can look, I have a couple of like name brand like Nike and and uh, and Adidas and stuff right. like that, and uh, they came from the outlets. Exactly. Uh, each of those have outlets here in town, and every now and then they have their big sales, and I'll get a super awesome name brand <laughs> shirt for ten or twelve dollars. You know, you know I, I I tend to st- I try to stick in that same range. If it's if it's much more than that, I'm like, I'm just gonna sweat in it and wash it and sweat it. I don't and, need. Oh to spend, yeah, I don't care. And I love it. Yeah, you're the you're the greatest example of this too. You have shirts that are like fluorescent lime green, pink. <laughs> yep. Whatever. You don't give a damn. I don't care. Like yeah, actually, we yeah, wear it when we ran in the marathon. I ran in a pink shirt. I was like. That was awesome because I go, could see you when yeah. you came over. It was it's like, like there he is. There yeah. he is. Cool. I'm good. <laughs> made it made it stand out. And again, really nice. Uh, it, it was one of the. Uh, it was a name brand. It was Under Armour. When all yeah, but, yeah, sure. Um, but again, nobody on, wanted the pink. It's cheap yeah. and it was on sale. Yeah, I'll take it. You know, Hell but yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely find something that you're comfortable in, which makes it makes a big difference. In most gyms, and and uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you don't know what you're doing, in most cases, now there, nobody's going to train you for free, right? Uh, but it is in a lot of cases, if you see someone who works there or a trainer that's not engaged with a client, if you ask, they will answer a question about a specific piece of equipment, right? Because everyone there, it's to everyone's advantage for you not to hurt yourself, right? It's you for, it's to everyone's <laughs> advantage for you to continue to come in, to remain a member of the gym, and to not to, get hurt and sue anybody exactly so it's like (laughs) you know and some sometimes it can be as as simple um as you're doing everything right but there's a stuck button and that'll happen because they get they they, especially on um, on, uh, uh, some of the cardio equipment they get used a lot and it'll it you know something might i mean you figure it gets used by 20 30 people a day you know for hours and hours and hours sometimes a button will stick so you're hitting everything right and it's not doing anything how to get a cardio machine when they're all full Ooh, yes um 90 of the time at least one of the treadmills because everybody whacks that stop button the <laughs> yep. stop button gets stuck down yep if you stick your fingernail under it and pry it up it'll work fine and you're like i got it yeah it's mine. so the one that's empty check it out try, try give it give it a good <laughs> shot give it a good try at that point but uh as as far as as uh, etiquette uh it's it's quite reasonable to ask someone if you can work in right uh if they say no don't be pissed off i mean uh, it, yeah. they may have something they're doing they may tell you what it is they may not you right. know it's their business it's their machine they're right. on it and and i can give a a good example is when i'm you know typically i have no problem whether i'm even if i'm training someone you know because oh, yeah. we're doing a certain amount of rest and i'm like and i will inform them this is how much rest we're doing if you can do it within that middle you're more than welcome to work in. If uh, if I'm doing something with certain free weights like squats and everything like that, unless they're doing the same weight I'm doing, yeah. that's going to be a lot more difficult. Um, even even if I'm doing heavier and doing a two minute rest, then it'll be more of this is what I'm doing. If you want to do the same weight and you don't have to change anything, or if you pull a plate off or, or add it's a plate, easier, quick, you right? Know. Well, in in the example being with uh, with the Smith machine, I was doing uh, God, what was I doing? Um, oh, I was doing bent over rows. And uh, a gentleman asked how many more sets I had, and I'm like, you know, I've got like four more. I just started. Asked him what he was going to do. He was going to do upright rows. And uh, he wanted very similar weight to what I was doing. So we could leave the 45s on. We could pull the you know, 25s, 10s Plus, off. I'm like, yeah. perfect. I'm resting this much. How much are you going to rest? We were able to work in. Easy. But- in the best situation, I have found that the people that are the most experienced in the gym 
uh, or who are trained well. Right. Uh, in a lot of cases, you do a quick negotiation to see if you can do it. Right. You know, if you asked, hey, can I work in? And the guy would be like, what are you doing? You know, I'm doing this. I mean, what's your weight? Okay, cool. You know? Exactly. And then in most cases, you even help each other. You know, like right. you reset real quick for each other and it's exactly. easy and it's no problem. Uh, again, though, it, it, it's not rude to ask. Nope. If somebody all. treats you like it is, they are wrong. Correct. You don't know? take it as, don't take it like you were. They could say no. But right. being a dick about it is not cool. Most exactly. people won't, though. I, I, it's, it's maybe once or twice in three years has somebody ever said, uh, you they, know, they acted like an ass. Yeah, exactly. And in, and and in fact, I would say you count on one hand the number of times somebody said no. Right. You know, the vast majority of the time is like sure. The the certain popular ones right now, uh, like you know the uh, the assisted pull ups, which right. I'm using and are really popular. And there's only one of them. There's only one. Um, that's the one that's super easy to work in on. Oh, definitely. And uh, there's really no reason to ever say no yeah. on that. The Peck Fly Machine, Rudelt Peck Machine. Oh God, yeah. Um, there's no. I know one. two other ways to do that. So yep, yep. I'm like, I'm <laughs> like, I, yeah. we try to do that. It's like, okay, we can do it with cables. We can do it with dumbbell. All right, we're we're fine if we can't get in. But it's a very a very popular machine because again yeah. it can use, be used for the, for the shoulders the back yeah. and there's one if you happen to have some gym where there's two which i've trained in gyms where there's two oftentimes they're both full you yeah. know so you can but there's a reason there's a reason <laughs> people like them they work um so you know work but working in is again don't be um don't be afraid to ask um especially again this is where you know some people you know have a little bit is you've got one more exercise to do and that's the machine or you know what you really need feel free to ask yeah absolutely instead of just standing around and staring at them because that's actually more uncomfortable for the person and once somebody hovering behind you like what do you want (laughs) and once you know how to do it too um you know i try to be polite and help you know right oh and even if it's i'm the one that certainly if i'm the one that uh, the guy let work in the person right. let work in but even even if i was the one that was on the machine you know what the hell yeah it's like oh what way did you have it on? anyway you know? 120 whatever it is just swap it back in for yeah us. or if it's or if it's free weights just grab the other side and match yep. the plates you know exactly the uh uh as far as re-racking goes uh you know bottom line re-rack whatever you right put on it whatever leave you put it on empty right. when you're done uh, there are, I think, for example, it is not unreasonable. There are certain machines that generally have weight on them. Right. Like I have found that on the shrug machine, anywhere between, you know, 90 and 180 pounds. Right. Maybe even 270. It's so sure. common. Right. Um, you know, you could leave that on there and nobody's going to care. Right. Uh, you, I think... Uh, you know the 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 seated calf raise. You know sure. ninety pounds, forty five pounds, 90, something not like that. uncommon. You know you yeah. could leave that on there. The angled leg press. You know anywhere from you know ninety to two seventy. Simply the one thing about the angled leg press I would say though is for someone our height, um, six foot basically six one. It's not that bad. It's right at chest level. We can easily pull. Right. Um, so in my wife's height, five four, they're reaching up higher. That forty five pound plate gets heavy when it's up at shoulder level. So and. You know, the thing about that is that, like, okay, you know, if you put 400 pounds on the shrug, right? you know, the, the hammer strain shrug, right, right. for example, you can do that um, with straps, you know? Right, right. But uh, nobody's going to use that. Virtually no one There's is going to be doing that. So right. you need to unrack the damn thing. Exactly. Turning that into arm day for somebody is stupid. Right. You know, <laughs> that's just not cool. Uh, the the weird one is that is that uh, angled... Leg, leg press, press yep. which I we, we always like to call the Starbucks press from BSG when right, right. You know, that scene with her doing it. But uh, doing what the, thousand pounds or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Some stupidly we'll large. I'll have to look, have to look that, it up and count the plates. Yeah, 
it was a lot. Somebody did it because uh, I tweeted about it one time jokingly, and right. somebody went back and and watched. It was awesome. A GWC listener went back and watched and immediately hit me back with the number of it. Right. And so so we joked for a long time as I was running up to it, and finally <laughs> caught the number. Right. But uh, the trick is, is I've seen people put anywhere from nine hundred to a thousand pounds on it. It's angled, right. you know. Right. Right. To uh to you know twenty forty pounds. Right. So I feel like. If you don't leave that completely unracked, you're kind of being a dick. Right. You know, maybe 90 pounds on it. But even then, I mean, I feel like I should empty it because. Right. It, it, and, and here's the trick is that the person that needs to run it low. Right. Is the least able to unrack all Correct. that crap. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's just not cool. And I've seen people leave, uh, you know. I've seen them full. Seven, eight hundred pa- yeah, pounds yeah. on it. That's that's not cool. No, definitely so. not. Um, anyway, other than that, I mean, the only other thing I would say is, is that, uh, gyms are notorious for theft. Yes. Uh, so the best answer is to just have everything in your site. Yeah. You know, get a small bag. You do not need a locker bag. Right. For the gym. If you do, you're going to have to leave it in a locker and it might get stolen. So, uh, small bag, small as you can possibly get and carry what you right. need to carry in it. But do also realize that some gyms do enforce the no bags on the floor policy. Right. Because um, they don't want you to steal stuff. They don't yeah. want you throwing dumbbells and kettlebells in the in the bag and walking out. Also, though, they don't want you, tri- you know, people tripping over. Yeah. It. Um, and if you do have your if you do happen to carry your bag with you, um, keep it close. Keep it out of the aisles. Don't just drop yes. it in the middle of the aisle and then yes. start up on a machine. Um the other the other thing that I'll throw in there too is um, gyms are also notorious for uh, um, people catching colds yeah. because there's so many people in there sweating and coming in and and uh, and also look around a lot of gyms and I would say probably nowadays almost all of them are going to have um, like a sanitized solution with a with a paper towel um, not only wipe it down um, after you're done which is just common decency so someone else doesn't step yeah. up on your sweat but oftentimes especially during flu season and depending on the area if it's going around wipe it down before. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just that's just good sense for yourself because you don't necessarily know what the person what the person did before you or if they had a cold or whatever it may be. And uh, and, and, and if you have just, a cold, stay home. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't need to pass that on to everybody else. We don't we don't want it. But um, but that's a good just kind of a good call out to make sure that you're, you know, not only cleaning it up for the next person, which is just polite, but cleaning it up for yourself as well. You know, so the next time you get on there um, and gyms are really nice in that when people see other people doing that. They're like, oh, yeah, I should do that, too. It's people, you know, they see you re-racking. Other people start re-racking. It's actually kind of nice. Yeah. Did we miss anything? Um, Bring a towel. Bring water. Mm, Um, Yeah, bring water. No kidding. uh, Carry it with you. A small bottle of water. Bring a large bottle of water. Because you can all, it doesn't go bad. You can always drink it later in the day. (laughs) Yeah. I like to carry a liter with me. And you go through it. I do. At least one liter. Yeah, sometimes two. Depending on what the exercise is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh if if you're new to the gym and you're going in, welcome. That's awesome. Excellent. Uh, if you're getting back, that's awesome too. So have a good time. That's the biggest thing. Enjoy. I think that's it. Anything anything wrapping up? No, I think we're good. Awesome. Well, we'll see you next week. From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. 
You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers.